Welcome and thanks for joining us on today's episode of Discussions with Derek and Susan. You can catch us on all major listening platforms and you can watch Derek and Susan live in the studio on YouTube. Now let's hand it over to Derek and Susan. Hello there. Welcome back once again to Discussions with Derek and Susan. Please help us to subscribe, like and share this with all your friends so that they can have access to what we are talking about. We've been going through various uh, topics on marriages, but this series we're talking about children. Yes, and children's a, a, a topic that's very we're very passionate about. And uh, today we're going to talk about instilling values in our children. And I think that's it's so important, one. huge in this day and age. And, mm. uh, you know, values are under uh, assault. We see so many people, um, you know, with different opinions and trying to indoctrinate kids. But I, I think the, the role of uh, giving values to our children is not to be left to the schools, of course, definitely not. Oh, social media. That's, that's a very important thing because the children are so uh, accessing a world out there through their devices. Yeah. So And the world out there is framing their thoughts, framing their value system. Yeah. So it's very important for us to, as parents to um, instill the right values. As Christian parents, the right biblical value, the worldview through the lens of God and the Bible. And I'd say it's not even the role of the children's church pastor, you know, because sometimes we oh, think no. let's bring our kids to children's church and let them be the one. But, you know, the, the role comes to the, the, the home, to the pa- parents, to the father, um, to the mother of uh, beginning to do that. You know, the Bible says when we train a child in the way that they should go, when they're old, they they won't depart from it. And so that training really is is instilling values. It's it's not just training on how to brush your teeth and this yeah. kind of thing, but I think the the training is in into the value. So what are some values that we really need to in this day and age um, make sure that we get uh, established in our children? Right. Uh, before I jump into that, uh, I want to say that values are like foundation of a building, right? If the foundation is not strong then the building will not stand tall and will yeah. not be able to go through the sums of life. The Bible says if the foundation is destroyed, what can the righteous do? So it is very important for us as uh, parents and also leaders, like when we disciple the people, we need to instill right values on the people that we're discipling. Because when they, you know, we're not day one born in, in with God's values. We we born and frame our values are framed by the world. So how do we, you know, renew the minds of new believers to adopt the values of the kingdom? So when children are born into our family, on the day one, even before when before they were born, uh, we need to understand what values are important, right? We want our children to be raised up uh, on the values of God, on the values of the kingdom of God. And uh, what is the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy. So righteousness, right standing with God. So on the onset, we must teach our children that we need to embrace God's value. Yeah. The word of God is the final authority in their life over all situations and also the way they manage their feelings and their thoughts. Yeah. And I think, you know, as you were talking, I was thinking the Bible says, you know, in Matthew, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all things will be added. And so really it's building a value of building our life around God. And, um, you know, things that, that, that kind of value, values are not just taught, but they're caught. 
And I think we, you know, we can go, we can preach one thing, um, but the kids, our kids aren't going to do what we preach or what we teach. They're going to do what we do. You know, there's a saying if, you know, if you tell your kid don't, don't smoke, but the parent smokes, the kid is more likely to smoke because <laughs> you're telling them not to do something you're doing and, and they see that. Right. So I think instilling that value, you know, of, of building your life around God, are we building our life around God? You know, we talk uh, many times there used to be saying, you know, about family values or we have conservative values, but what are we really saying? It's not a political party, but it is the things that are important to us. So putting right. God in the center of our life, do we do that? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when I was growing up, and this is probably going to, you know, offend some people maybe, but, you know, uh, hopefully you'll still like us and subscribe to us. But, you know, we didn't have sports on Sunday because no one would have signed up. Mm-hmm. On Sunday, we went to church and mm-hmm. uh, growing up and, and, you know, I grew up in the Bible Belt, of course, and people went to church on Sunday. That was the value um, that was there, you know, but nowadays we see, you know, people are having sports and, you know, not that you can't go to church on Saturday. You need to have a Sabbath. It's not a legal thing to be on Sunday, but what do they do? They now prioritize sports. They prioritize activities and, you know, people, well, we, we can't come to our church because um, kids have activities, but what value are we instilling in our kids if we do that? Right. We're telling right. them that, Hey, God is first. You need to love God with all your heart. But then, do you really love God or you love football more or basketball or water polo or whatever? Right. I, I think that's where we need to emulate that and not think our kids are going to get it if we don't do it. Yeah, that's so good. Um, yeah, I always tell people, right, uh, you know, as parents, as Christian parents, we like to tell uh, our children Bible stories, right? They know of the story of David. They know of the story of Noah. They know of the story of uh, Esther or, or Deborah or Ruth. But will your children know your story? Does your children see you live out uh, the values of the kingdom? And what are the consequences? What what happened to your life uh, when God loved you? Because the world knows that God loves us, but they really are curious. What happened to you when God loves you? So you see why uh, the Christian faith is under is at a place where uh, there's very little power because why the believers within the four walls of the church are not embracing the full counsel of the Word of God. The Word of God is not the foundation, the final authority in the way they relate to husband and wife, relate to the children, uh, solve problems, and so on and so forth. So henceforth, we do not see the divine interruption of God. We do not see supernatural effects in our lives. So children see that, you tell me the stories of the Bible, but you are not living that story and there is no evidence of the faith. What did your faith produce for you in your life? So henceforth, there's a divide, there's a disconnect. So uh, after a while, they they do not believe that it is real. Yeah, it's good. So I always ask parents, you know, uh, what is your story? You know, so when we tell our kids, we want to tell our kids our story. So, you know, it's, it's important for us on the day one, we embrace the value of God and tell them why. Why do we need to embrace the values of God? So no matter how young they are, it's good on the onset. And I practiced that since my my children were little, you know, and they probably didn't understand what I was talking about. I keep it as simple as possible from day one. I I keep telling them, you know, God must come first. You know, and I think it's not just telling them, it's doing it, you know, because like you were talking, I was thinking the Bible says that, uh, in the last days, people have a form of godliness, Paul told Timothy, but deny the power thereof. 
And I think why? Because we they don't see the power, you know. So it's not telling your kids you need to pray, you need to put God first. But do we do it? Do we pray with our kids? You know, in our home, um, one of the things we've instilled is before we eat, we always pray. Um, at night, you know, before we put our kids to bed, we say our prayers. We we constantly do that. If they're having, you know, on the way to school, when we drop them off at school, we would pray in the car line. And so prayer becomes a, a part of our lifestyle. They see us doing, they're, they're doing it all the time, not just on Sunday or, or during time. So we instill the the value of prayer and then also um, seeing prayers answered. You know, when we were believing God for our house, right. we would pray every day with our kids. And then they saw the miracle. Um, you know, Erica had had some gross on her back leg, some warts, and we got to burn off. It was so painful. And they all came back. And then we would pray and I would lay hands every night and pray and we would curse them. And, you know, after I think it was around two months, they all disappeared. Yeah. They saw the power of God. And what about that time when Erin uh, lost her phone and she was frantic and she she called me and said, I couldn't find my phone anywhere. And so I said, let's pray. <laughs> yeah. And I prayed and God told me that her phone was left in an old school bag on the side pocket. And she was finding it everywhere around the house. She couldn't find it. So when God spoke to me, I said, Aaron, you go to your bag, and this is where God said your phone is. And she found it. And I tell you, that uh, speaks volume of the power of prayer and the reality of God. When they can see that we put our faith in action and our faith produces a result. Yeah. When, I, uh, when I was venturing out to set up my business, to open up my own agency, I gathered all my three kids. They were very little. Ethan was probably... Probably what five. Aaron was three, and Erica was two, and they sat in this very little, small little baby couch, <laughs> you know. And I told them about the journey I'm gonna take. I said, yeah. "Mommy is gonna set up an agency because God told me to, and God's gonna bless us." So, but you know, for a season, I will not be around so much, but I will busier. always yeah. be there for you when you need me, and I always put you to bed at night when I come back. But yeah. it is for a season because God says that he's going to prosper us, bless yeah. us. And they saw with their own eyes how the business got set up, how God moved people into the business and how now God is providing uh, through the business uh, and, and also uh, into the ministry. So all these stories, they will never ever forget because they were the recipient of the benefits of uh, their parents moving in faith and using the power of prayer yeah. um, in their and, lives. And I yeah. think that, you know, it's, it's, they see the love for God in their parents. I know our kids have, they see our commitment to God. They, they, so they understand why we live the way we live, why we do the things that we do, um, why we hold fast to the word of God. And those things are caught, you know, and so it, it's important for us to do. I think so many parents, they don't include their kids, like you're saying your business and, oh, we don't want to burden the kids or we don't want them to, you know, they're not mature enough to know, but they do know. Um, and, you know, we always lived our life that way. You know, we're called, our family is called, you know, when we're going through something it affects the family we want them to know. And so that's that's instilling that value of, of God. And, you know, we could spend the whole episode on this, but, uh, you know, I, I, we were talking another value I think is important is, is, is money, you know, managing money and you're in financial planning, you know, and I, we, we run, ministries and mm -hmm. businesses and you have to learn to manage money so many kids um have an entitlement uh mindset and and value in in this you know day and age where they just think everything comes easy and they don't understand the value of money and hard work and all of those things right. and so that's something i think we've really um worked hard to and i think we've been 
pretty successful. I, uh, you know, the other day, uh, I think it was Erica, you know, we were looking at something and she wanted to buy it. And, you know, I looked it up on Amazon and I said, oh, this is, you know, the price. She said, oh, that's too much money, daddy. You know, I don't Mm want to buy it. It's not worth that. And that really spoke to me because it showed she had the value in what something cost. And because she'd learned to manage money, she knew that she didn't appreciate that value and wasn't willing to pay that for her. Where, you know, a lot of kids would just been in like, oh, I want it and I want it and I don't care how much it costs and I want it and I want it now. And having that mindset, um, how, how did, you know, we go about doing that? I know there are some things um, that we can tell the people watching. How do we instill the value of money and money management? You're a financial planner. Of course, there's the advanced stages. But <laughs> in a young kid, what are some things that people watching can do? Because I'm sure they want their kids to have that value. I think uh, from uh, since they were young, we will always talk about things in life, you know, and that's why it's so important for parents to spend time with their kids. And many a times, okay, I, I do want to uh, talk a little bit about this, like how when we spend time, we're not intentional to teach them. We're not intentional to engage them. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just spend time to just make sure that they are happy. Uh, you know, uh, I always say that, God uh, gave children to me, but he didn't say, oh, make sure that they are happy all the time. (laughs) Uh, God gave us children and say, teach them, educate them, raise them up, right? To raise a standard. So I'm always intentional about what are the things I need to impart into their life so that they can raise a standard, so that they will be firmly established. So one of the things is money. So most of the time I will talk to them about money. I say, okay, this is so much. Is it worth that much? What do you think? Yeah. No right or wrong. Just tell me how much is it worth. When I watch a commercial, I say, oh, this costs so much. You know, would you pay this price for this thing? Why? Why not? You know, Um, when they and usually, you know, they come home and say, oh, so and so my friend bought this pair of shoes for a few hundred dollars with this little logo on it. (laughs) Yeah. I said, okay, this shoe has no difference from another shoe made of the same quality without (laughs) that logo. So, Okay, this cost, this shoe may cost 10%. The 90% is that logo. Would you pay 90% for that logo? When you have that logo in your shoe, on your shoe, what does it say of you? I see a wind blowing on the nations of the earth, stirring the hearts of men and bringing refreshing. As it continues to blow, it gains momentum and becomes an unstoppable torrent that sets things in order in the earth. The sleeping giant is awakening through the power of the Holy Spirit. A people, the church, activated in the gifts and demonstration of the Spirit. Altars are filled with repentant hearts longing for a move of God. I see a great awakening has begun. So all this conversation lead them to address, lead them to think, lead them to process um, and rationalize. Yes, and assess where is their value. Yeah. Where is their value? So uh, they will not be. It's not that branded goods are no good. You know, for me, I do have branded stuff, but it's only the value. What you have, what you're paying for this, is it something that you're willing to pay? Yeah. And after you pay, what does it say about you? It should not say about how 
how valuable you are or you feel good because you have a branded stuff, but that you enjoy the stuff. It looks good and you have the capacity to quality. pay for it. There's quality, You yeah. know, the, the, the money to pay for it. If you don't have and it's, you're going to suffer, then that's where the skill is going to tip. So let's not do that. So the power of choice, there is one thing that I think is very important to teach our children the power to choose you know, uh, and to choose wisely and know that every choice has consequences. Yeah. So if you do not want that consequence, don't make the wrong choice on the onset. Uh, and, and that's uh, the value system, you know, about money and the power to choose uh, what is what is worthy. Yeah, I think and you, you mentioned something about being intentional. I think that it's important for us. If we have to be intentional. Um, you know, we get our kids, uh, you know, for a few hours a day when they're in school, you know, they come home from school and then they have their homework and, you know, especially when they get older and they're, you know, out in school eight hours, then doing their sports or whatever. And, and there's so much going on. And so if we're not careful, we, you know, we, we just have activities, but we're not being intentional to use that time. So intentional, you know, about money. I think um, one thing we've done also in instilling the value of, of man, money management is we, we, when our kids would get money or gifts or, you know, relatives would bless them or we gave them an allowance um, and we put that in the bank account. And so they would see their bank balance. And then when there were birthdays from siblings and things like that, we didn't just go out and let them buy whatever they want. And we paid for it. We said, you should buy a present and you should do it. And they began to think, know how much things cost. And then they also learned to be givers and they learned to tithe, you know, and, and all of that kind of thing. And so even as a young age, um, when they're able to do that, starting out is a great thing parents can do to, to give them a bank account, let them manage their money, giving them an allowance for the doing. Not that, uh, you know, everyone should contribute in the home, but they have some money or gifts came in. They don't just spend everything they get, but they put it in and they learn to manage that and learn to be a giver towards God, learn to be a giver towards people. Um, and, you know, I can say we've been pretty successful in that. Our, our kids are, are all generous and, 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 and all also wise in their money management. You know, our kids are pretty rich, actually. When I look at the joint account, you know, because they, <laughs> they, they don't spend everything they have. And, uh, but that's a good thing because, you know, most Americans don't have that value. And we met people and some of the people we've discipled right. they're in their 20s. They never learned to save. They never learned to invest. They never learned how to manage money. They you know, what in in one pocket and out the other pocket, and you know it's 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 one hand to one hand, as I should say, and it's going like that. So yeah. that needs to be taught by parents. It's not taught in school. It's not a mm -hmm. course that we're always going to learn, and we shouldn't wait till college to learn how to manage finances. We need to instill that um, for our kids. Which uh, you know, I on that on that context, I feel that you know, uh, money management, money management should. Definitely be one of the subject in school. <laughs> that's Definitely. another. That's a whole other series that yeah. we'll do. Because, you know, we are living in an economy. The economy drives the world. Yeah. So we need to teach them about money. We yeah. need to teach them about the economy, teach them yeah. how to uh, manage money and invest. Yeah. You know, uh, the love of money is the root of all evil. Yeah. Uh, but the Bible also says that, you know, money solves all things. Yeah. Uh, another value I think that's important is really, you know, valuing relationship, you know, and people mm -hmm. in this day and age, 
Um, they don't value relationship. You know, part of that is helping kids to have a healthy health esteem so they can learn to relate. Right. Um, friendship and, you know, all those things are huge. Peer pressure is yes. so huge in this day and age. Um, mm-hmm. You know, online with the social media and, you know, there's predators that are out there and all of that. Right. And so we need to instill the value for relationship. Relationships is important. Kingdom of God is about relationship. Yeah. Relationship with God, relationship with people. Yeah. Um, Important, but how to have healthy relationships, how to have boundaries in our relationship. And you mentioned earlier about not putting our self esteem in things. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. we're getting into debt, we're buying things because we want to impress our friend with the latest brand, but we might not even like it. Mm-hmm. It's that we're trying to get the approval of others. So, what are some of the things we've done, you know, um, and you can think of or helping parents to instill that value of relationship and and that healthy self-esteem so they can relate healthily to people and not get caught up into the negative influence of friends. Yeah, I think uh, I'm, I'm glad you asked. You know, uh, the first few years of a child's life, they are in at home. They are with their mom and dad, and especially for mom. They're most of the time with their mom. So it's very important for us to understand the first six years of a child's life is not just for you to make sure that they have the best food, the best uh, clothes to wear, and that they have fun time. In fact, the six years of staying at home is for uh, the main caregiver, usually the parents, to instill right foundational values. And that is they need to be able to know who am I? Yeah. Who am I? You know, that I am loved, that I am accepted, mm. that I can, uh, I have power to choose the power of choice, uh, I, uh, the, the power of, uh, the power of choice and its consequences, you know, um, and the, the power to, um, express, to communicate and express how, uh, we feel. So, uh, on the onset, when uh, the kids were young, um, I make sure that, I was able to instill that. For example, when um, Ethan was young and I realized that he's very glued to the TV, right? Uh, we we try not to introduce all this until uh, he was older. Uh, at about two, we started to let him watch some educational TV, but you can feel, uh, I can see that he's very glued to the TV. And so I told him that, you know, you only have an hour to watch this program. Once it's done, I need you to press this control. <laughs> this is red button. And he couldn't really read yet. Uh, no, he, I said, this button is to stop. Right? So I need you to press this stop button. So, uh, and I taught him every time the program and he would want to continue, right? But I have to teach him that you have to, you have to choose to press this red button. If you don't press this red button tomorrow, there's no TV. <laughs> All right. So then he learned that he has the power to choose to stop the mm. program. So, mm. you know, um, and so in the first six years, we must teach our children who they are yeah. and be able to exercise simple choices, yeah. simple choices. They also need to be able to communicate how they feel. Remember when they're young, when they're frustrated, they would like to bite other kids, right? And I remember there were times when they would... Our kids are going to kill out us Out of frustration because they couldn't articulate, <laughs> because they do not know how to express their, their, yeah. their frustration, right? They went to bite someone in the children's church and we would be so, we feel so bad, we would be so embarrassed because we past these kids, you know, and then what are we going to do? You know, so we had to apologize to the parents, but we had to, we had to <laughs> teach them how to express when they are Hopefully, frustrated, yeah. right? So I always say, you know, when you are angry, just say angry, 
Repeat after me, angry. And so when they're able to articulate, they're able to release frustration, it helps them to get along with yeah. other people as well, yeah. right? So as they grow up to have a healthy, uh, healthy perspective, I say healthy, right? We cannot be too so far ahead, uh, so so out there that we, we think that oh, we, we're the best thing that happened yeah. in my generation, right? So they must have a healthy perspective of who they are. They must have the ability to choose uh, what I would do, what I won't do, yeah. and who I will listen to, who I won't listen to. So when they start school, that's where they have a good grip. Of who they are, mm -hmm. then they, as they, you know, and friends play a very important role, uh, the, you know, in their lives. And as they grow older, it will be even more important. Yeah. But they need to choose friends wisely. Who are the friends I will play and have a good time, but I will not listen to their counsel, yeah. or I will not follow them. Right? What the proverb says, um, uh, that you know, you don't walk with evil uh, companions corrupt. That yeah, was the, and you yeah. don't walk in the counsel of, of the ungodly. ungodly yeah. You know, and walk in the path of the unrighteous. Mm. So, uh, and and the first six years is what you do. That's what yeah. we do. And then the next seven years before they turn thirteen, mm. the next seven years we must see them displaying the values that you taught them at home in their schools, with their community, yeah. you need to see them displaying some fundamental values. And if they do not make choices according to their value, means that the establishment is not firm. So we need to keep on establishing yeah. it. Then the next seven years, it will be seeing them displaying the values. By the time they reach 13, by the time they reach 13, all these fundamental values must be grafted in into yeah. their foundation. Otherwise, what happens is they will have a tumultuous Teenage, teenage years. years. Yeah. And it That's why we many. have all these yeah. teenage problems yeah. because the foundational years, the values are not established. So, so yeah. what you don't establish when you're young will haunt you when you come become older. Yeah. And that's why haunt people in their 20s, <laughs> yeah, they, they haunt your parents, but then they go on to live their mistakes in their 20s 30s, 40s, and 50s. So yeah. we have adult adolescents because of issues that are not dealt with in the beginning yeah. foundational and, years. And I think it's so important to be to be intentional, as you said. You know, that word just kept coming up because we're not there just to be our parent, our, our kids' friends. We're not right. there just to be light. And so many parents take that role, you know, of just trying to make their kids happy all the time. And, and what they do, they create little monsters. They create, you know, big people that think that they're just self-absorbed and the world is for them and they're insecure. And I think, you know, um, instilling to them that value. It's okay to be different. People don't don't necessarily have to agree with you, but it's okay. But we don't change um, what our values are just to be like or to be accepted. And I think in the day we we, we live, that's so important because right. you know if you don't agree with me, then that means you're not accepting of me. Is the kind of the the ethos of what people think. But the fact is, I I don't I can accept you, but I don't have to agree with you. I can accept you. I can you know disagree with your choices i can disagree with your values um and that's acceptance and i'm not going to condemn you for it you have to work that out with god but i'm not going to change just to make you comfortable because this is what i believe and and we based our life on the bible on who we are and um you know one thing i've always told the kids too is that hey god loves you you know your parents love you love yourself who you are and if people don't like you it's okay because we like you and God likes you, you know, and, mm -hmm. and that's OK mm -hmm. to be different. It's OK not to embrace what everyone is. It's OK not to have to get caught. And if not, we get caught up in the peer pressure and trying to be liked by everyone else. And that's exhausting. And many adults struggle with that today. Yeah. Uh, and I think, yeah. you know, um, what you said is so important that we get to those teenage years 
that there's that semblance of that. Not that it's not tested, but the virtue is tested and uh, they choose their friends. They choose what they want. They're more intentional, which is what, what's necessary for adulthood. And, you know, I always say this, and you know, I think we're out of time in this session, but, you know, you look at during World War II, there were 18-year-olds, 17-year-olds that were mm. leading men and going to battle and doing all of that. And for now, you know, we've got 25-year-olds, 30-year-olds, some people don't even know how to write a check, mm. and uh, living at home and sleeping on their parents' couch. What's the difference? I think, you know, the world we live in, um, we have access to knowledge, we have access to so many things, but we've, we've with both parents working and all mm. that, we become less intentional. We throw money at our kids. We, we're not giving them the time that need, but we need to nurture the individuality, nurture what God's placed on the inside of them mm. um, and see that, see it come out so that that value is established that we'll see them through life. So we hope you've been blessed today. Um, through this series. And if you have, hit the subscribe button below, share it with somebody, get it out uh, and uh, share it with your spouse. And uh, we just scratching the service, but we're going to continue to talk about raising children and instilling values in them. So look That's out for right. the next episode. See you.